Welcome to Romero Records Podcast. Today we have on Cameron Allen. How's it going, man? It's going good. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. Yeah. Um, so Nadia brought me to you. Um, I think that's pretty cool when I get to have on a guest and they bring me another guest. So um, a little bit of familiarity with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you do some pretty interesting stuff. And <laughs> of course, we want to get into that. But I guess just tell me how you, I guess, just got into what you currently do. Yeah, so, <clears throat> wow, okay. Yeah, so there's a few different versions of this that I tend to tell, but the one that I'll talk about right now is just based off of, like, after college, I came back home here in Memphis, and I was working at uh, this place called Youth Villages, uh, working with, like, youth who've, like, been through, like, a lot of stuff, and um, essentially, I, I was I was working with a lady named Norma. She uh, owns The Circle over in Bartlett, and... We did a ceremony. It was a cacao ceremony, and and in, in that cacao ceremony, I asked for my spiritual path to be opened and for the blockages that of like the material world to move out of my way, essentially. Mm. And so when I asked for that, I didn't know a few days later I was going to get fired from my job. And so I got fired from you villages because I had like a DWI that I didn't like tell them about. I didn't know, like I had to go tell dad, you know, that's mm-hmm. how I felt about it. I was like, I didn't know how to go tell my dad <laughs> that I got in trouble, you know, like that's yeah, kind of yeah. how I felt about it. But I was actually so thankful that happened because from that point on, I started working at this spiritual supply store here in Memphis called Ebo. And, and yeah, I mean, so obviously I had applied for that already before it, but that's how I started getting into everything that I'm doing now. Um, as far as herbalism and as far as astrology specifically. Um, because when I started working at Ebo, after a while, I started asking people, like, what do you know about astrology? And I just asked so many people. And there were so many people that came into Ebo that have so much information about so many different things, about magic, about hoodoo, about all the things. And nobody seemed to give me any good answers on mm. astrology or what is astrology. And and even coming into it, like, I really would, the way I was accessing astrology was through the plants. And so I would, each plant would uh, essentially have an association with the planet. Mm. And so I would see that in books and I would just be like, okay, like this plant is it's saying this plant is like represented by the planet Mars. And I'm like, well, why or how? Or and I'm like, I need to know more. Like I didn't want to just stop at this is this, you know? And that's something that I feel like happens a lot these days, especially like in, I guess, what we can call the spiritual world. Like people are like, well, this is this. And people are like, okay. And then it's like, and they, <laughs> act, it. they accept it and yeah. then they act like they, they, or they feel like they know it or they like go and like um, regurgitate that, you mm. know? But I'm always like, well, why? Mm. You know? And, and so, yeah, I just, I want to go seek the why. And so I started reading a bunch of different astrology books at the store and I would read them and I'll be like, mm, this isn't it. And I would read another one. I'm like, mm, this isn't it. Oh. And then like everybody would be like, Cameron, well, how do you know it's not it? And I'll be like, I don't know. I just know. Mm. And so then I started coming across uh, certain people. Um, the main person I was learning under in the beginning was his name is Sage Popham at a school of evolutionary herbalism. So it was just like connecting the plants to the planets directly. And then after that, I got into what's called evolutionary astrology. And that one is like the one that I kind of tend to work with the most at this current point in time, where it's just essentially helping someone learn the arc of their soul or like their soul path. We could call it that. Um, but really for me, it's just about like understanding how someone's identity was formed coming into this life and where they're trying to move forward. And so 
that's kind of how I got into what I'm doing now. Okay. So let's go back to, um, you know, when you had that first experience when you're, uh, the, what was the cacao ceremony? Yeah. So like, first of all, how old were you when you were doing that? How old was I? That was, had to be, I had to be like 25, mm. 25 then. Yeah. So now I'm 32. So yeah, maybe I was 26. Maybe I was around like 26, 25 ish when that, when that happened. So, like, one thing that I'm huge on is making people realize, like, how young they are. And a lot of people, like, they think of late 20s, early 30s as, like, I'm getting kind of old. But it's like, you're still (laughs) basically a child. People who are 60, you're only half their life. You know what I mean? So, you have a whole other life to live. But, so, you know, you're still malleable. Your brain is still malleable at that time period. Mm -hmm. Did you feel like... That, like, did you feel that, you know, you could go through a whole new change with this experience or were you, like, trying to teach a old dog new tricks at that kind of point? Oh, no, I'm, I'm gung-ho. I don't even, like, back then I didn't even, like, project forward like that. Mm. I just was, like, essentially like a, a child, you know? like, yeah. And I'm like, huh, what's this? You know, not in the way of, like, being childish, but, like, childlike as far as, like, hmm, I wonder what this is. I wonder yeah. what that is. What's behind that? You know, like even the question why, you know, I've always asked that question because I'm never like, okay, cool. Like this information, I got it. I think I get it now. It's just like, hmm, why? Or like even I've come to like tell people, I always say like, well, what's behind that? Mm. Right. So it's like, if I have this information, I'm like, well, what's behind that? What's behind that is an experience, you know? And so I've always done that, but I didn't always form it that way. Or I didn't know I was consciously aware in doing it. I would just be doing it, which... Um, essentially has brought me a lot of wisdom, but not wisdom as in I'm the most wise person on the planet, but like I fucked up a lot. And mm. so like now I can tell you what you, you might not want to do that. And you know, you might not want to do that. and might not want to do this. And this is how you might want to do that because yeah. I've watched people do it and I've done it myself and I've seen how like the pitfalls of it all. So, yeah. yeah. So I actually did a podcast last night with a guy who was, um, he was, I think he was just an exotic dancer at like a, a he was Canadian. So he mm-hmm. did he did exotic dancing in a in a club in Canada for like 25 years. Started when he was 17. Wow. <laughs> and um gosh, what happened? Oh, so one of the questions I asked him, I was like, "Did you feel like, you know, this was like some different experience than what most people experience whatnot. He was like, honestly, I didn't even think about it. I was just kind of doing it. And it didn't even, you know, cross my mind to think about how I'm doing something different than most people would be doing. He was, it was like, a, really, you know, what is normal? You know yeah. what I mean? And I was yeah. like, dang. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's profound at 17. To do yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, because I think he said you're supposed to be, I think he said the drinking age was 19. And he was like a topless waiter. That's yeah. what he was doing. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, that's that's a little different, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not legal. So <laughs> but um and then another thing that I thought about later was I don't I don't so much think that he's like the smartest person in the world, but he probably gained so much wisdom in that like career field, being so exactly. young yeah. and then doing that for so long. Yeah. So um, I definitely know what you mean by like, you know, gaining the wisdom, not by so much just, you know, I'm so smart and I know all this stuff, but mm-hmm. like you experience things and now you know what not to do and you could, exactly. you could guide somebody else. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, 
I don't know, maybe they don't, they don't understand the concept of just experience things. And so my wife is like one of those people. (laughs) So she is a type of person that if she wants to do something, she needs to know everything about it. She needs to be the expert, have a PhD in it, and then she can start. Yeah, exactly. She's not a, let's just jump in and find out. Yeah, so, that But that's me. Like, I'm a, let's just do it. And if it works, it works. If it don't, it don't. But now I know. Exactly. And I, I don't waste time trying to learn everything. Mm-hmm. So that's, but that's just how I am. Do yeah. you feel like you've become that type of person or was that just a, a one-off type thing? Yeah, I was, I was always, always that way. Okay. You know, like... Um, Growing up, yeah, just always asking questions, always trying stuff out. Even like sometimes trying stuff out because somebody said don't do it. Like it's just like, what happens if I do it this way? What happens if I do it? Th-? I'm just curious, you know. Like I'm always like, what's going on here, you know? So yeah, I've always been that way for sure. And a lot of times too, it like made me like naive to myself because mm-hmm. I did like wouldn't even acknowledge how different I was sometimes. Yeah, but like also like how much wisdom I did have. And I would be like not valuing it, you know, because mm. I just wouldn't, I wasn't thinking about it. I wasn't like, oh my gosh, I'm doing, I am doing this thing that's so different than everybody else. Um, even though I knew that, but I just wouldn't acknowledge it all the time mm. because I was just moment, 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 just like living in the present and like moving forward and knowing that I could figure stuff out too, you know, because my mom always, you know, she always taught me like how to think, not what to think. Mm. So I'm always like trying to process like, Okay, if I want to do this, then how am I going to do it? Rather than, um, yeah, just being caught up in who I think I am. Yeah, I guess I could say that. Yeah, I do think that it's important for people to understand that you know what you just said, like the how to think and not what to think. Because when you get into the like what to think, it's it's like you're trying to. Um, I would say that's that's how you shape somebody's mind and exactly. like. Uh, and what they're able to think, like you know, I, I would say, like kids in high school, mm-hmm. like you're not really teaching them how to think; you're really teaching them what to think because you teach them their subjects, and then you're like, "All right, this is how you do math." And like I remember when I was in high school, I think I was in like ninth grade, and we were doing something in class, and the teacher's teaching us what to do, and for some reason, every time the teacher would teach us something new, I would always figure out a different way to do it. And it might be longer, it might be shorter, but I would just always find out a different way to do it. Mm-hmm. And then they would be like, I don't even know how you did that, but it's still right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's, I'm, I've always been a big, like, just, just figure out a way, that type of person. Mm-hmm. And I think if, if we really like teach younger kids on that, just like give them, give them a little bit, you know, teach them like concepts of like, all right, this is how uh, the government works. And then like, all right, now how do y'all think it should work? And stuff like that. Not like, nope, this is how it is. Don't change it. Leave it how it is. Stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I feel like government and, you know, things that are, that have been around for so long, um, they usually benefit off of people sticking with how a system is. Yep. And like the stuff that you're doing with um, astrology and everything, I think that it's such a, I guess like an open mindset type of thing that you, you don't even have the ability to tell somebody this is how it is and, and just do this. Do, mm-hmm. you, do you feel the same way? Yeah, or? yeah no, it's true. Yeah. Because I mean, it's like, honestly, 
how does astrology even work? Yeah. You know, like that's is, one. Well, that's a great question. Yeah. That's a great question. <laughs> yeah. Like that's one thing I'm always like curious about. And, you know, they have these like models and theories about it. And I just, you know, come to the point where I'm like, the, like when I see a new model that somebody's like trying to share, I'll listen. But at the end of the day, I'm like, until I get like some type of divine like reflection or something that like hits me. And I can like feel it as the truth in my body. Like I'm just like, it works. Like I don't need to necessarily know how it works. I'm I'm curious to know how it works, but I'm not really like that's not my prerogative to like go out and like understand it from like a scientific perspective and order to, you know, like yeah, yeah. I'm not even worried about that. But I also do know like light influences everything. And I know like if Jupiter wasn't where Jupiter is at, um, the earth would have been hit by so many asteroids yeah. that we wouldn't even exist. And so, Which is like, crazy. <laughs> exactly. Right. And you know, like Jupiter is supposed to be like a planet that's like beneficial or like mm. caring or loving or giving. And you know, it's like, that just makes sense, right? It's a yeah. ben- benefic. It's beneficial because like, it's literally protecting us. And they say they also call it like the road opener. And so it's like making sure the roads are open for us to not get hit by asteroids, mm. you know? So like simple things like that make sense to me in my mind, you know, and my mind isn't always such a like linear mind, even though I can go into that realm as well. But yeah, so that's how I kind of orient myself towards it. Um, I guess, so in a general, the light, you know, how light influences things is like really important. And I've even done like little experiments on like buying blue light, buying, buying red light, buying green light and like seeing how that feels. Oh wow! And then that kind of translates over into like working with crystals as well and stuff like that. And so, yeah. What do you think about those, um, what is it, like the salt rock lamps? Like, do, do you think yeah. that those, like, change your mood or anything like that? Uh, you know, there's conflicting information about it. Um, I've never bought one. I've mm-hmm. never felt turned on by it in that way. But, yeah, so I don't know. Like, there's people who, who th- think great things about it, you know, because they have, like, whole, like, yoga studios that have, like, salt caves in them. Uh-huh. Um, but then some people are saying it's, like, actually, like, very harmful Oh, dang. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if that's one of those. Yeah, I don't know on that one. Yeah, I couldn't say. Yeah, I mean, I've heard tons of different things about, you know, using different light. And as we see it in all of our smart devices on your whatever your phone or your uh, computer, laptop, whatever, they give you the option to turn off the blue light yeah, because yeah. it's there for a reason, people. Like, yeah, yeah. It's telling you, hey, too much blue light might be a bad thing, so you might want to turn it off. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, that's something so simple that even the creators of the thing are are letting you know, but some people don't even realize it. Exactly, yeah. And blue light would be represented by Saturn, the planet Saturn, which is like oh, okay. the most malefic planet. And you're not supposed to like expose yourself to high doses of that type of energy because it represents like extreme cold. Okay. And it will like end up like giving you like a a depressed tissue state. Hmm. And so like that's what you're doing when you're like blasting yourself with blue light. It's like making your eyes work so hard that it's going to actually end up being like very dull as you get older. And so that's why, yeah, the 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 nighttime mode that they have on it. And there's an app called Iris that I use. And so whenever it goes from like day to night, um, I always turn on my Iris app so that I can like, yeah, regulate my hormones, you know, mm-hmm. even like thinking about that, like... People don't even understand like, okay, like it's nighttime and I have this light on and I have this blue light in my face. And so now I'm still secreting serotonin Mm. instead of melatonin. And like, what does that do to your sleep Mm. tonight? What does that do to your sleep over 10 years? You know, and like, how does that actually affect you? And like, 
yeah, it's just little things like that that I think about. I mean, that's obviously beyond astrology, but actually not beyond astrology in a sense. Too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, could you give like a, a short breakdown of how, I guess, astrology, yeah, I guess we've been talking about this whole time, but how astrology affects you in like everyday life. And mm-hmm. for everybody listening, even if you don't, I guess, quote unquote, believe in astrology, it's still real. You know what I mean? Like exactly. the planets are still there and the stars, exactly. everything. Exactly. So it's, to me, astrology is a way of, it's, it's an explanation to some people on how the world or not the world, but the universe works. And I think some people think of it as like a, like a science that's either not real or it is. But to me, it's not that at all. It's, there's no like, this is true or false. And you're saying like, whatever you believe is wrong and this is right. I think it's more of like, this is how I interpret the universe. This is how the universe speaks to me. So, I mean, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. way more I, qualified. No, no, I, I like that. You know, and I always say it's like the science and the art, mm. you know, the science and the art of understanding how the planetary forces influence terrestrial events. Mm. And so that could be a terrestrial event that's happening to me internally from my psychological perspective. But it also could be like um, when we had that, like uh, recently we just had the ice storm, mm-hmm. you know, and it was like. All these planets were in a specific place. We're not talking about Saturn again. Like Saturn's like extreme cold, and it was like the new moon that month. That month was in Aquarius, which is represented by Saturn. Like it was ruled by Saturn, and it was conjunct Saturn. So it was like it's going to be cold as shit. Like, mm. and they can, and people can track the weather that way too. You know, so it's just like observation correlation. You know, it can it can be just like seen very easily and like in that way. And that would be more to me like a scientific outlook on it. Mm-hmm. And the art of it is to know like when a person was born and you look at a chart that has a circle and it has a bunch of symbols and you're like, yeah, when you were five years old, there was something that happened in your family, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh my gosh, how'd you know? You know, it's like, that's the art of mm. it to me, you know? And like always holding those two in like dynamic tension because- Theory always needs practice, and science always needs art. Mm. Those things belong together, even though people seem to separate them all the time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if that answers the question, but... Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I think that, you know, with anything that is art, you can break it down through science and, of, like, how things work. So if you're a painter, uh, you know that if you mix... Uh, red and you get blue, you're going to get purple. Right. That's art, but that's also science. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. if you take these two colors, their pigments put together are going to make this other color. There's no magic in that. It's just facts, yeah. but that's the beauty of science and art put together. Like we, we use these things and like with music, like uh, people are just think that music is just, you know, some art that comes out of somebody's head, but they're also using science because you have to, figure out, you know, the, the sound waves right now in this room. Like I I will eventually acoustically make this room sound better, but like our voices are bouncing off the walls right Mm -hmm. now. And we, that's how you're hearing our voices and it's coming out of my mouth. And, um, my voice is at a certain amount of Hertz and all these things. Like nobody's thinking about this while they're listening to me, but (laughs) that's the science and the art of it. You know, Mm -hmm. if I was singing, you, you'd hear the art, that's coming out of my brain into the microphone, but it's also, you know, as I said, science. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I think yeah, those yeah, things yeah. are way no. correlated than exactly. what people give them credit for. Exactly. Yeah. And also like, I don't know that 
um, mixing like those colors together isn't magic. I don't know that this isn't magic, you know, like, because <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, might, I t- if I took this back 300 years, it'd be magic. You know, like, they're like, <laughs> he's a wizard. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, so it's like, Matt, even at that, like, thinking of things from the perspective of like, these things aren't separate, you know, mm. like magic and science and, blah, you know, all these things are actually all woven in together. It just depends on your perspective on things. Because if you're a materialist, then of course you're not going, that's not magic. That's just the frequency. You know, and like, it's like, obviously that's my like nerd science voice that I'm using. <laughs> it's like, I always use that voice. It's so funny. Yeah. But, and then there's people who are like, the universe and uh, everything's vibration. And it's like, yeah, everything's vibration. And yeah, that is the blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, fusing those together so that you can have a more holistic understanding on things. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, yeah, I just always invite people to, like, start being able to tune into both of those things, you know. Because on one side, the, like, everything's vibration. It, like, it gives it more clout in 2022 mm. to be able to say, well, yeah, everything's vibrations. Because if I sit you down and play rock music in your ear for two hours, you're going to you're you're going to probably get anxiety. Mm. But if I play you Mozart, you might be chill as shit. Yeah, yeah. So it's like that can be magic because I could be playing that in the background and nobody's really paying attention to it. And now everybody comes into my house and they're chill. Yeah. You know, that's magic. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah, that's it's those like that subconscious mind type um influence that we have that we don't even realize mm-hmm. same thing as you were talking about like with the weather like it could be cold outside and you could be pissed off and you don't even know why you're mad mm-hmm. but it's because it's cold yeah, like exactly. you know those simple things <laughs> yeah. and that's why um i don't think a lot of people realize this but um like certain movies come out at a certain time of the year and it's usually like around fall and winter is because most people aren't going out and doing things they're staying at home or they'll go out to like the movie theater and sit and do nothing because um those those great movies come out in that time of year because they know people are just like more sedentary you know Mm -hmm. they're not they're not going around and being active Mm -hmm. so it's like hey let's catch people while they're doing nothing and and sitting still and then also um same thing with music. Like you're gonna get more. I'm not gonna say sad music, but like more um, homey type music in those types of years. And you're gonna get like the fun party music usually in like the warmer months. Absolutely, it's because people know that like I need to put out this music when people are gonna be listening to it. When people are gonna be at the beach. When people are gonna be having parties and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And those are the simple things. Like you said, like if somebody comes into your house, you're playing like the Mozart. They're gonna be chill. It's because they're just hearing that music and it's their brain is firing these signals of, oh, we're in a calm state. Like every, everything's exactly. okay. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, the thing to me is like when it comes to magic and science, like the more you understand it, the more you can just get with it. Mm. Or you don't have to be um, essentially like it just it doesn't have to influence you as much, you know, and just through awareness. You know? mm. Like simple awarenesses that I always tell people about, especially this is like one of my biggest ones. It's like in the winter time, you know, people oftentimes people talk to me and they're like, I have SAD, you know, seasonal affective disorder. Hmm. And I'm like, You mean that you're sleepy in the winter time and you want to fucking hibernate? <laughs> like, what do you like, what do you mean? Like, no disrespect to anybody who has SAD, if you want to call it that as well, you know, whatever, that's your thing. But it's you know, we hibernate, like literally the leaves fall off the trees, literally the squirrels go, 
where the squirrels at? You know, everything is like going and resting. Yeah. You know, and I even tell people, I'm like, you think that you're depressed, but you just need deep rest. Mm. You know, it's just like you're going down and in to yourself. Yeah, yeah. And being very in- internal. So, of course, you don't want to like be a capitalistic god and like run out and do everything all the time. You might still do it. But also, it's like we have to be mindful that we're doing that because then we don't have to do it as much. We don't have to have as much like judgment, shame, blame, guilt for not hustling when it's the winter time and you need to actually go sit the fuck down. You know, yeah, it's just yeah. like just being mindful of those things or even things like people in their diets. You know, it's like even people who are like raw foodists and stuff like that, but it's the winter time in Memphis and then they. They're like, I'm eating all the right things, and but they're like bloated all the time. Mm. And it's because they're eating all this like cold food during a cold season. And sometimes these people even have like cold bodies, which is like a whole different yeah. thing to like get into. But yeah, so just like even being able to match up energetics, like you're saying, like party music is stimulating and the sun is stimulating. And so just simple things, being able to identify stuff like that in your reality can be so helpful and make things easier. Yeah, I've always like realized a lot of people don't understand like what they're eating, mm-hmm. and because like you know somebody could eat something and be like, oh man, like I, I just feel bloated today, and then they'll eat it the next day and be like, <laughs> oh man, I feel. Blo-. It's like, hey, it's probably the thing you've been eating all exactly. the time, and you're just not realizing <laughs> yeah. it. And like that's that was the big craze with um, celiac with gl- with gluten. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people were getting it. And not realizing it. And then also, um, I don't think, I don't know how many people know this, but like you can make yourself sick by thinking yourself sick. Oh, absolutely. And when like we as people, we end up, you know, we, it probably happened with COVID too. I mean, you probably couldn't think yourself into COVID, but you could think yourself sick again. So like if you had like family friends who were sick with COVID and you had been around them, you might be completely fine. But you're like, if you have anxiety all the time, you could be like, oh, I, I have been feeling kind of different. And then you, you might <laughs> exactly. think yourself into being sick. Yeah. And then you might even not even get tested and be like, nope, I had COVID. I, I had all the symptoms, all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. that mind-body connection of just realizing like, what state am I in, like that I'm in right now to be able to to do what I need to do. And like you were talking about, like if it's winter and it's cold, like you're not going to feel like going out there and doing all the hustle and bustle that you usually do in the warmer months. You're mm-hmm. it's just natural. But when it gets warmer, you're going to feel completely different. And you're going to be like, why was I ever, you know, staying at home all the time? Exactly. It's because it's just a different time of year. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And more about the, the mind body connection. I always think of like, the two brains, I mean, there's there's more than two brains for sure, but like the head brain, the stomach brain, mm-hmm. and like how those interface in, um, in astrology, like it represents like uh, the zodiac sign Virgo is like representing the digestive tract, but like the mental functioning of the digestive, tra- digestive tract. So it's mm-hmm. like organizing everything. So when in your head brain, you're thinking like, I feel like I'm sick. I feel like I'm sick. Your stomach brain is like, all right, cool. Let's like organize this in a way that like makes us feel like something's wrong with us. Something's wrong with us. Something's wrong with us. Something's wrong with us. And then also too, I've noticed people like you know because we have so many viruses in us at any point in time. It's like, but when we have these thoughts, I feel like it does amplify them Mm -hmm. or it gives them more like energy to feed off of. Yeah. So that they can express themselves. 
And so that's how I kind of think, like, that's how I kind of think about it in my mind with things like that. Um, and also, if you're stressed, that makes you stressed out. If you're stressed yeah. out, your immune system goes down and your nervous system isn't working properly. So that's yeah. always going to be a thing. Do you feel like um, you have to teach these things to the majority of people? Like, do you think that this is not common knowledge? No, it's not common knowledge. I know it's not. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, I always used to even have tricks to like uh, get people to like realize things, kind of like awaken them through mm. like a intellectual smack on the face but like a like a delicate like wake up kind of mm-hmm. smack you know because like i would talk to people and they'll be like i don't like drinking water you know they'll say stuff like that and i would be like what do you like yourself and they'll be like yeah why do you like they're like looking at me like i'm weird and like why yeah why do you ask that and i'm like because you're at least at minimum let's say you're 50 percent water which we know it's even more than that yeah it's like so just like be mindful we got to be mindful of things like that because we don't we're not taught those things yeah you know, so yeah, the most simple things are the things that I find myself telling people over and over again. And a lot of times too, those are the biggest things that like help people shift things because it mm-hmm. takes them out of shoulds, supposed tos, getting lost in the world of thought mm-hmm. and just being like, oh yeah, I need to breathe before I eat my food. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, when I'm eating and I'm on the go, I'm in sympathetic nervous system activation. And so I'm not in rest digest. Yeah. So of course I'm not processing my food correctly. Mm-hmm. And then I'm overthinking. So I'm digesting information up here and I'm not digesting information down here. Mm. You know, simple things like that can help people just like so much. Yeah, yeah. You know, you tell somebody that one time and they can remember that the rest of their life. And I mean, yeah, it's super important for like very simple things like that to be, you know, remembered, you know, because people want complicated diets. Yeah. And they want to be like, how can I lose weight? And I'm like, well, are you even eating with the sun? And you know, are you eating at night right before you go to sleep, which allows you not to have good rest? And you know, just very, mm-hmm. very simple things. You know, I always tell people go straight back to the basics. If you do that and you work your way back up, by the time you get to some complicated high caloric diet or whatever, how many calories you're supposed to have, or is it going to be keto or vegan or vegetarian or blah blah quack quack? It's like. No, it's just the simple things, you yeah. know? And you can adjust that as you go, but back to the basics. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I think there's a name for this diet. I don't know what it is, but it's just like um, only eating things that come from the earth. So it, it could be like animals or um, or plants, and then that's about it. Because like, you know, you have to, you have to make bread. You have to put the yeah. ingredients together yeah. to make bread, or you have mm-hmm. to... Um, or chips, you know, whatever. Like those things you have to like physically like create, but you know, if you just eat broccoli, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's just straight from the ground or yeah. an animal. It's, you know, Would that be considered from, like a whole food diet? Is that what that It might be. It oh, might okay, be whole yeah. food. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. So like a whole food diet just makes the most sense because yeah. that's like what original humans that's that's what they ate because right. they it took years for them to experiment to be like yeah I think about that all the time like who's the first person to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich yeah. <laughs> like, first you had to have the person who invented bread mm-hmm. and then the person who invented peanut butter yeah. and then the person who invented jelly and yeah. then you had to put all that together right yeah, yeah, yeah. so like to me it just makes sense to eat a whole food a whole food diet yeah. uh, if you want to uh, just be healthy because is things that we didn't invent to uh, to satisfy our, our taste buds. It, mm-hmm. was, it was just things that were just already here. 
exactly. to, to be able to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually going to ask you, like, what are some things that you, I, well, before we had the podcast, we were talking about, um, like the kidney beans are like your kidneys oh, and yeah, then the broccoli is yeah, like yeah. lungs. Please uh, elaborate yeah, on that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So this is called the doctrine of signatures. And so my teacher always says, he's like, it's a sign of nature, signature, you know? And so, yeah, like you were saying, like the kidney beans are like kidney beans are shaped like the kidneys. And it's just like a sign from nature saying like, hey, like this is good for that. Mm. And so just like you look at trees and they look like the lungs. And so the trees are the lungs of the planet. You know, and there's other things too. There's a plant called Solomon Seal, and it looks just like like your joints. Mm. You know, like where your joints come together. Yeah. Like the roots of it look just like it, hmm. and and that's what it's good for. You know, and so just being able to identify things like that in nature, oh man, it's it's it it goes so far. Yeah. You know, because there's also this plant called Calamus root. Um, they call it uh in in Joti- no not in just Joti- in Ayurveda they call it Vacha. Hmm. It's like the power to speak. And it literally looks like your larynx, oh, right? And it's snap. like, yeah. It's, <laughs> and you drink it, and it's like you can just feel it, like. And even I've given it to people to for them, like. So sometimes with herbalism, I do it from a perspective of strictly physiological, mm-hmm. strictly emotional, or strictly psychological, or like most times I do a fusion of all of them. Okay. Right, but if somebody like is like shy and they're kind of talking like this or something like that and i'm like well maybe this person needs some vacha you know they need some calamus root because they're not having the power to speak yeah yeah but really they're they came to me and they're like well my nervous system is off and so i like i'll make i'll like let's say uh just a generic thing i'll let's say lavender chamomile and then at the end of it i'll just sprinkle some calamus in there for the energetic effects of like helping them with their voice Mm. you know and speaking their truth and stuff like that um that was a tangent but yeah so that's what i would say about the doctrine of signatures overall it's just like this thing looking like that and how it has an influence on it you know it's just you can see it in a lot of different things in, in the reality yeah consistently even if you think about the nervous system and lightning or if you think about the eye and in the cosmos and how these things like correspond to each other it's everywhere all the time because we are nature and yeah. we forget that sometimes so and again, that goes back to the science and the art, right? Like it could be science to prove that certain things are are great for you, but at the same time, the art of seeing a tree like the lungs of the earth. Like mm-hmm. some people might be like, "Well, no, that's just you know whatever." But it's like, <laughs> all right, man, it's you know the proof is in the pudding. But exactly. that's just my way I interpret the universe. You mm-hmm. know it. And you can, again, astrology is one of those things. Believe it or not, that's up to you, but it's, it makes sense. Yeah. And it, it might not make sense to you, but it's it's a thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, too, when people ask me, especially if they're being assholes about it and I can like feel that, mm-hmm. people are like, do you believe in astrology? And I'm like, well, do you believe in language? Like, you know, it's like, do you believe in weather? Yeah. It's like, what are we believing here? Like, no one would ever ask you, do you believe in weather? <laughs> weather is occurring. It's happening. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's something that you can watch and observe and you can learn about weather. Yeah. And you can know why it's happening, but that's not something you really have to believe in. Yeah. And yeah. so that's how I kind of like look at astrology too. It's like, it's been happening and it's, it's always going to just keep happening whether, yeah, I believe it or not, like you were saying before. 
Yeah. yeah. It's like the, it's like gravity, you know, it's, if you can believe in gravity, if you, right. or not, but yeah. it's, it's still there. Yeah. Like you can defy it and be like, Oh, it doesn't exist. Well, go jump off a building and, yeah. and see what happens. <laughs> exactly. Like, you can not believe in it, but it, it's going to believe in you. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. when you, when you're talking to those people who don't, you know, think it's a thing, um, do you, you were bringing up some questions like, you know, do you believe in weather and stuff like that? But do you have any like, do you just go with the go-to uh, theories and like questions or do you have any like physical things you're like, all right, look at this. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the first thing I always go to is uh, the sun and the moon, mm. you know, the king and the queen, you know, they always are like, I'm always having those two in my mind and in my spirit too, you know? And so to talk about the sun, it's just like, how does the sun influence you? You know, it's just like, do you feel happier on a day that's sunny? And you get vitamin D from the sun. And it's like, so astrology is affecting you in that way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just that that's very simple. Um, and also, like, when we eat our food, you have, like, if you have, more, if you have more sun during the day and you eat your food, your metabolism is known to be better, mm. you know? And so then with the moon, it's, the moon is usually the one I go to first. Um, but it's just the tides of the moon, you know? I mean, the tides of the ocean, rather. At high, like at the new moon and the full moon, it's like more high tides, mm-hmm. and then in between at the, the the squares, the quarter squares, it's it's more low tide. Okay. And so since we're mostly water, then the moon's gonna be influencing us. And there's studies now that show, like you know, when they say like lunatic, you know, it's just it's very clear. It's just mm-hmm. like somebody you can see their full emotions and they're being expressed in a way that's like very apparent. Mm. You know, and that's what lunacy is. It's just like when the moon is like making you crazy because the water is like moving and it's just like you're expressing it and it's very obvious and apparent. So those are the things that I go to. The moon is mostly the the main thing because it's, it's simple. Yeah. Full moon, high tide. Squares, low tide. And it's like, and that's, that's what's happening to us all the time, just in our own emotional state. And so the more awareness we have around that, the easier it is for us to... I would say evolve, but like really become more aware of what's happening in mm-hmm. our in our emotional body and in our life in general. Something I've been picking up from you this whole time is your wordplay. Like, <laughs> like using lunatic. Like I never thought about that. Yeah. Like you know, Luna's meant for the moon, and mm-hmm. that's talking about somebody being crazy. Yeah. I never even thought about it. And mm-hmm. then the you were saying the the signature, a sign from nature, like that kind of stuff. I love that kind of stuff yeah. because, you know, I'm a rapper. So, like, using wordplay and finding out the meaning of words, it's like, blows my mind. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do, you, do you feel like, um, I guess, those types of things are like a lost art? Do you feel like as as we grow into technological beings instead of these, you know, we we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have computers. We were just walking around. We were nomads just, mm-hmm. like, looking for a buffalo to kill and stuff like that. Do you feel like um, looking up at the stars and and thinking about these types of things is is becoming a lost art, or yeah. you feel like as technology advances, we're starting to, I guess, understand more? How do you, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I like to think the more we go forward, the more we're going backwards. Mm-hmm. So, and then and then also there's like a a large amount of people who, yes, it's a lost art overall in general, but even back in the day, it wasn't. I don't think that it was like everybody was doing astrology. I think there was like this like priest class that was doing astrology and people were like coming to them to understand what was going on. And so I think that the same thing is happening now in a sense, but it's just much more, many more people and it's much more covered up. And then, and many more people don't believe in it. 
mm-hmm. know? Because um, back in the day, everybody believed in it. Yeah. You know, the thing, and obviously not everybody, but it's like they believed in it so much that people would call you a devil worshiper if you did it. Yeah. <laughs> and which is like very clear that they're not thinking that it's not there. Yeah. Right? They know something's happening there. Whereas now it's like people are like, I don't believe that. Give me the science. Yeah. You know? So it's like, um, I, it's still, it's always going to be here. And there's going to be people who are like the keepers of it during the times where there's like, I guess you could call it like a low tide or when it's like being in the shadows until it comes back. You know, astrology and alchemy have always done that. Mm-hmm. They've always hit these high points and then low points and then high points and low points. And right now we're at a high point. Mm-hmm. Even at a high point to the to the degree that we found like old texts like within the last 20 years to bring back like the whole, maybe not the whole, but a lot of the, uh, what do they call like the Western astrological tradition. So like things that came from Persia and things that came from Egypt and the Hellenistic period and stuff like that. They got they start translating all the old texts. Whereas before, in the last maybe like hundred years, astrology has been like a psychological thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like astrology, psychology, and like it's telling you about yourself. Whereas like the ancient astrology, much more was it could do that, mm-hmm. but it would tell like no, like when you're 27, blah 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 is going to happen. Like more predictive. And more like what one of my teachers calls like concrete astrology, mm-hmm. where you can just like know what's happening in the actual reality um, rather than just like psychology. Yeah, yeah. So tangent again, but yeah, mm-hmm. that's what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, um, I, I was just thinking about this, just looking at you, but like, so you're wearing blue. Like, mm-hmm. do you, um, are you huge into like colors with, I know you're talking about the light because mm-hmm. Color energy and and light energy are two different things. I don't, I don't know if people realize that, but like, do you feel like um, you prepare yourself to wear like certain colors around certain people to to like feel a certain way? Like, so maybe you might wear blue to be like, okay, I I know Jackson, I met him before, but uh, I want him to feel calm around me, so I'm gonna wear blue. Like, do, yeah. do you ever do those kinds of things? Yeah, yeah, I wore blue today because it represents like my throat area, the throat chakra, and then it also represents like healing, calm, peaceful energy. And yeah, and I and I forgot to turn my like red light off last night mm. in my room where I was sleeping. So I'm also like wearing blue to essentially like harmonize myself, balance it out, or something. Exactly. Yeah. So. That's why I wore blue today, and and I do, and I don't do it all the time, but I do it a lot, mm. you know. And so, which also kind of sucked when I started doing it a lot because then I started having to like wear less black mm. because black is always like absorbing everything all the time, yeah, and yeah. so all, all black is my thing. I love wearing black, <laughs> but it's just not appropriate to do so for me with the intelligence and knowledge that I have now. Mm. Yeah, and I think a lot of people will associate black with like. Um, like a dark, like you feel like you're in a, like a somber mood. Mm-hmm. So sometimes like if I'm, if I know that I should be giving off energy, I usually won't wear black because I feel like, um, people will see that as like a, um, like a dark mood. Like I'm, I'm not happy or something like that. But so I'll, I'll wear like something white. Like I have a, um, I've got two shirts that say damage media group on them. Mm-hmm. They're both white. Because I want number one to stand out if I'm in like a, a crowd of people, mm-hmm. and two, I want it to be like a I'm giving off light. I'm giving right off there. like a yeah. like a happy yeah. a happy presence yeah. instead of black where it's like dark and yeah. like more dun, dun, contract. Dun, dun. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and that's something that you know I, I think about because mm-hmm. that's you're you're when you're in a business like me 
and you want people to be attracted to you, you want to give off a, a happy, um, a happy image yeah. to people. So Absolutely. that's, that's something that I think more people should realize when they, when they do things. And they say like, um, if you're speaking with people and like trying to connect with people, don't wear red because it's like a, a power symbol. So you mm -hmm. might, the people might feel like you're looking down upon them because you're wearing like this bright red you yeah. know, like in your power. So yeah. they call that the, the power suit for the president because they wear like a red tie. So perfect for the president because it's the president, right? Yeah, but exactly. for other people, they say, you know, try not to stay away from that. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, I contextualize black as those things that you said, but I also think of it as like a void space mm. or like um, kind of like yeah, it could be absence, void, and then also absorbing. And so, like, if I'm absorbing everything, then oftentimes, over time, it can make me sad, rather than, like, black actually being the sadness. I kind of sometimes think of it as, like, more, like, emptiness. Mm. And so, whatever, there's a void, there's a vacuum. And okay. so, you're pulling in a bunch of stuff. Mm. Yeah. So, it's both and, but I just want to elaborate on that so people can, like, know, like, oh, like, I do need to use it in this case. Like, if I'm going, like, when I'm with my family... Or when I'm going to like hang out with people like I want to be with and I want their energy around me, I often wear more black. Okay. Because I'm just like pulling it in. Yeah, yeah. You know, and absorbing that, and so that feels good. And so yeah, and I yeah that just brings me to another thought that I always have and I always want to talk about is like sometimes and not saying that you were saying this at all, but it's like sometimes people think of things as like good or bad or um, what's better than mm -hmm. or worse than, and I always am telling people like, hey, just be mindful of like. What does this thing do? Mm. You know, and like how is this actually useful? How do I use this? How do I be in relationship and connection with this thing? Yeah. Rather than, Cameron, what's the best plant for blah blah blah? You know, that's the one yeah. I always hear. Like, what's the best plant in this room? Cause when I'm in the herb shop, they're like, What's the best plant? And I'm like, Well, what are you trying to accomplish? Yeah, yeah. Like, look at your body type. You know, I was gonna say this one plant, but it's it's the summertime now, and so now you might need this instead. <laughs> and so it's just always like being able to observe variables you know not to spin out and get lost in the world of thought but to actually figure out how to like think you know yeah. how to think so you can ground yourself more even more instead of not knowing and then your thoughts are just everywhere yeah to me the best way to find out if you're asking the wrong question is if somebody can answer your question with another question with like for what yeah yeah <laughs> so if somebody's asking you that you'd be like for what you know yeah. a lot of people ask me uh, what's what's the best workout I can do? For what? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what like are you that. trying to accomplish? Exactly. And then I can answer your question. Exactly. I, I can't answer, you know, something that I have to answer with another question <laughs> just to figure out, you know, what what you're truly trying to the solution that you're truly trying to capture. Mm -hmm. But it's it's again that goes back to just the self awareness. Like I think we as people have become really bad at figuring out. Um, I guess like our end result, like our end solution to our problems. A lot of times we get very um, surface level. So there was this, <laughs> there was this time at work. This guy asked me a question, and I was like, "Be more specific." And then he asked me another question. And I was like, "Be more specific," <laughs> <laughs> because like I, I really knew what he was trying to ask me, but I wanted him to figure it out because mm -hmm. I didn't want to just like skip through and be like, all right, I know what you're trying to ask. I, I, I wanted him to actually 
help figure it out. And that, again, that goes back to what I was talking about with schools. Like schools, they just kind of give you what they think should be the end result and what they think um, you should be thinking. But really it's like, teach me how. Teach me how to think. Because when people know how to think, again, that goes back to the story I'm saying about um, him asking me that question. He would have already filtered his own self. Exactly. He would already went through that process of, that's not the actual question I want to ask. This is the actual question I want to mm-hmm. ask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, I was in the Air Force. And um, this one time, uh, me and we're called airmen leaders when we were in basic training. There was uh, me and three other guys. And so we're going to our, um, our team chief's office. And uh, we all had this question that we wanted to ask them. But they were like, Jackson, you ask them. I was like, crap. I was like, all right. <laughs> so we go in there. And I was like, um, Staff Sergeant, we were wondering. He was like, don't wonder, just ask. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and from then on out, I kid you not, I never say I was just wondering. Yeah. But I just ask. Yeah. Because you're skipping that part of. Are you are you wondering about this thing or are you just going to ask this person a question? Exactly, it's a yeah. beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you think about those types of things like um, you know how people are? Um, I guess just not being the, their true self. You know, they're. Oh, yeah. I, I think the wondering part is about you maybe being afraid to yeah, ask your true yeah. question. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And so to me, yeah, that's just. They even takes me like all the way back to like childhood development and like attachment to things mm. and how like we feel like, yeah, we'll lose our attachments to things if we do something wrong. So we like come at things from a very like fearful place. Mm. And because, you know, if you're if you're not too attached to something, you'll just be authentic. If you're being authentic, then you're just gonna be like, yo, I was thinking this, what you think? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> but if you're attached and then you're like, um, if I if I say this, is there? Are they gonna respond? Am I? Are they gonna think I'm stupid? Yeah. Or are they gonna respond bad? Or am I gonna? Are they gonna dismiss me? Am I gonna be rejected? Am I gonna be left feeling hurt like I did, like I was when I was younger? Like that's. Mm-hmm. I always like. I'm always trying to. Yeah, always like I was saying before. Like, what's behind that? You know. So I'm like always trying to go to origin points. So, at the end of the day, it's just about attachment on that one for sure. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's like music, right? I mean, if you make a song. And you're ready to put it out. Mm. You're like, all right, yeah. How do people? How are people going to receive this? Like, yeah, exactly. people want to like it. And then you know, if you if you show somebody your song, you can tell how like nervous somebody is about a song when they play it, and they're like, well, I mean, it's it's not really finished, you know? Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're seeking that that affirmation from people, but you know, some people are really confident and they think everything they make is amazing. Hot shit, yeah. And then some people are like. Some people are really great at stuff, but they just don't have any confidence. Like I've met uh, many of singers in this area, artists in this area, that are very, I'm not going to say shy, but they're very, um, they just don't have the confidence in, in what they're doing. They make great stuff, but they just, they don't think it's great because they're usually, uh, maybe they might just be comparing it to the people who are the best at the top of the charts. Yeah, sure. And so they... They feel like, well, if I'm not as great as that person, then I'm nothing. Right. But there's an in between. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like yeah. there, there's that there's that gap of the best and the worst. And you know, I'm always the type of person where I'm always striving to be the best at what I do. But I understand that there's there is an in between, and you can still be really good at something 
and not be the best and people can still appreciate you. I feel like sometimes people feel like, well, if you're not the best, nobody cares. Mm-hmm. But that's not true. Yeah, like, it's absolutely not true. <laughs> every, everybody falls off every once in a while. Like, mm-hmm. you know, every song Michael Jackson put out wasn't number one. Mm-hmm. Dang near close. Yeah. But <laughs> you ha- you have to know that there were times where he probably felt like, you know, he might have been depressed. You know, he might have been sad. And because, you know, whatever song didn't, didn't do as well as he thought it was going to. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like, Still did Thriller. Yeah. Still did Billy Jean. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Like he still had these hits and classics. You have to realize, you know, you have to be honest with yourself and and come back to that. Okay, this is what I wanted to put out. This is how I feel about it. If people receive it, they receive it and like it. If they don't, they don't. But exactly. this is how I wanted to express myself to the world. Yeah. And um it when you when you have that realization, that honesty with yourself. Then that's gonna that's gonna change your mood about everything. Like when you were talking about your experience, like when you came out that cacao experience, like you probably you probably were just happy that you had made yourself vulnerable to do something like that. Because if you had came away from that and just be like, "Nah, I'm good," like you know, didn't even try it, mm-hmm. then you would have felt differently than you actually attempting it. Exactly. I mean, that, that's yeah, how I feel. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and something else too I'm always really keen on is like always thinking about the perspective of perfecting rather than perfection, Mm. you know, because perfection is like this projection of what it's supposed to be and how other people might not think it's this way or that way. And for me, I'm like, well, I'm perfecting it. So even if I put something out, like I'm going to refine it still, Mm. you know, like, I mean, I guess with music that might be a little different for a lot of people, but that's just the way I look at it. It's like if you focus on perfecting things, then you're going to be more present. If you focus on perfection, you're thinking about an idea yeah. of like what something should or supposed to be, and it's actually just like you just made that shit up. Yeah, yeah. But it's not made up if you're perfecting a craft. You're working yeah. on it, you know? So that orientation has always been really helpful for me, and for all you Virgos out there, um, that's what you need to like attune to too as well, like- perfecting things rather than perfection yeah yeah because also if you think about perfection then you're going to think about what's wrong here mm. you know you can always identify like something's wrong here something's messed up you know, not good enough because it's not perfect and i'm like but perfecting i'm like oh i see where that could have yeah, you know, yeah. oh cool dope oh i missed oh i missed that shot like i mm-hmm. knew when i like when i jumped for the jumper like i like leaned back too far and like dang i missed that jump you know rather than like oh we love you know yeah yeah just that orientation in and of itself is just like a whole yeah it's just a whole different state of being really yeah so yeah always inviting people into that perspective and that's something i never even thought about that perfection versus perfecting because like perfection is an end point but perfecting is a process exactly uh like you were saying, like if exactly. you're thinking about perfecting, you're thinking about, oh, how can I change to get better? Mm-hmm. But perfection is like a team that goes 15 and 0. Like you don't lose, that's perfection. Mm-hmm. But perfecting is, okay, we're 13 and 1 and we got uh, a game or two left. Let's, you know, what can we do to make sure we we finish the way that we want to finish? Exactly. Something like that. Yeah, because yeah. at the end of the day, like again, what you were saying with perfection, perfection is like a, as you said, an idea that only you have that idea. (laughs) Like nobody else can see, like if you're in the studio making a song, nobody else knows what the end, like the end result supposed to be. Only you do. 
because it's your song. But if you're perfecting it, then you can share people like, oh, this is what I want to do. You know, I want this sound to sound like this and I want this and we're working on it. But perfection, like if you only you aren't living up to the expectation that you had for exactly. your music. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I did not just, yeah. I, I always <laughs> love that perspective, the perfecting thing. Cause it, to me, it just makes everything fun. Mm-hmm. Whereas perfection makes everything like a drag to me yeah, at yeah. least, you know? I mean, it might, somebody might get off to that, but I mean, for me, like I don't see people doing the greatest or like thriving in that. So, yeah. Do you have any kind of methods that you like to go through, uh, in your daily life to help you, um, I guess refocus, like if you start getting off track, you know, you start thinking about perfection or something like that and you're like, all right, let's, let's bring it back. You know, what, what am I really, what am I really doing? You got a, like a drink or like a type of exercise or like whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the first thing I usually do is go out in nature and just like observe how the trees are just sitting there, but Mm -hmm. they always get what they need. And yeah, just, just looking at nature, it's like, Everything's happening and everything is as it needs to be. Mm. And so I could bring myself closer to that state of being when I go out in nature. But there's also a few different practices that I do. There's a practice called alone volume, which is just alternate nostril breathing mm. to like balance my left and right hemispheres of my brain. That one's pretty good. Um, okay. There's another practice that I did a lot um, when I was like deeper in the practice of Kundalini yoga called, um, well, they call it the breath of fire, but I call it now by the name Kabbalabhati. Which is just like, yeah, the skull shining breath. So it's a breath that helps like cleanse and purify your mind. Um, and it's in its best stage, it does that. But before that, it like clears out what's going on in your stomach. Hmm. So, and I also just like eat less because it's like if I'm digesting and processing too many things in my stomach, I feel like sometimes that like clouds my mind. Hmm. And so I just need more space. Yeah, yeah. And so for more space, I have less information. So I bring in less food. Yeah. Um, Go cuddle, you know? That shit is always, like, very grounding, just, like, sensual touch. Mm-hmm. I also do something called abiyanga, which is just a self-oil massage where you, like, I get have these medicated oils and I massage myself and then I let it sit for 7 to 45 minutes and I take a hot shower mm. so it can, like, drive into my system and make it feel like I have, like, a warm blanket, but, like, internally. Mm-hmm. But also, like, gets rid of um, toxins on the top level surface of your skin and also feeds the... the um, the bacteria on your skin as well. Hmm. And so that's helpful. And then I, I do a lot of stuff, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I, um I'm still in all your secrets. <laughs> yeah. And then I take this stuff called nausea. It's just nose oil. Mm-hmm. And you just take that and you and it just like lubricates your brain and it makes mm-hmm. it feels like, you know, it feel, to me it just always feels like I'm like petting my brain and but it also like helps you like cleanse out your brain cuz as we get older a lot of times people's brain just gets dry. They get dried out, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's why old people are Walking around like this and shit, and they're yeah, all yeah. crusty and shit, you know, like yeah, yeah. because they don't lubricate themselves. And so, like, I do that in, with the nose oil for my brain, and then I'll sometimes I'll do it in my ear, and then I also have eye drops, and I also have a biomat at home that has like twenty four pounds of amethyst in it, hmm. and like tourmaline and jade. It's a crystal. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So when when it heats up, it gives off this um this infrared, this far infrared heat um, energy, okay. and it's just like healing. Hmm. And it also, you know, when people are like call earthing, have you heard of that? Hmm. Okay, so when people they call it earthing, it's pretty much just when you take your shoes off and you walk outside on the ground. And so the ground, like the earth is like giving you these specific negative ions hmm. to like pretty much clear you out. 
oh, of all the okay. positive ions you have. Yeah, yeah. You know? And so it's just doing that, but on my bio mat. And sometimes, a lot of, most of the time I sleep on it, on the ground. And so mm. it's like, it's like very healing. Also go to my altar a lot and just pray and just like be with my ancestors, my guiding spirits and stuff like that. Um, sometimes I, most times too, I would, I've gotten out of this habit because I'm with Nadia so much, but I would, every night I would just like have tea, just sit and have tea mm. and just do that for like 30 minutes to an hour. Like literally nothing but like silence and just like the bowl, the smell of it, the the warmth in my hand and just like sipping it. And that always brings me straight to center, you know? So all those things, a combination of all those things, mm. um, that's what I'll say I'll do for the most part. Yeah. Do I mean, I do yoga like four or five days a week, like the okay. actual like physical posture practices. Yeah, yeah. That gets a lot of shit out too, for uh, sure. You yeah, know, yeah. like my teacher is a taskmaster, so mm. it, it works really well for me too. Do you ever have a uh, too much of a good thing can be a bad thing? Like you ever doing one of these things too much? Do you ever feel like that or? Uh, um, yeah, it's always a dynamic play. Okay. You know, for me, I don't ever feel like I'm, yeah, no, I don't really feel that anymore. Okay. But I don't feel that anymore because I did it so much before. Uh, like I was saying, like a trial and error process of just being like, hey, you might not want to do that because I did that. Like, mm. and that was a bit much, you know? Like, yeah. the main thing I could think about is even like when I started like learning about like herbs for like libido and shit mm. like that, like I would like, you know, I'm like, oh, cool. Like, I can just like, get more muscular and have like have high libido like start taking that and then just like why did i just want to like yell at that person <laughs> like <laughs> i'm tripping yeah, yeah let me go like drink some water or like take a cold shower like yeah i'm tripping you know so just like little things like that have always like taught me where the like play balance and dynamic tension between all the different practices are at mm. um, but i'm always just mindful of like because if i do if i drink a lot of green tea that's like a drying thing, you know? Mm. And so I'm always like making sure I have all the oils to go with the dryness of the tea and, you know, just balancing all those things out. Or if I'm like working a lot, then maybe I'm going to take colder, cooler showers. Um, but if it's cold outside, maybe I'm going to take hotter showers and always just feeling the balance of hot, cold, wet, dry, relaxed, tense. And yeah, seeing that in, in, in my life and how I'm expressing myself so that I can like stay in like divine harmony. Are you consistent, consistently looking for new things, or are you just trying to um, hone in on the like the information that you already know? Yeah, I'm actually removing a lot of ways that I've like expressed myself. Mm -hmm. um, and and what I mean by that is like there's like different traditions that I would like speak speak about, and so. I'm just starting to remove like traditional Chinese medicine. I'm not talking about that as much so that I can go deeper into Ayurveda okay. or like, I'm not, I'm not trying to synthesize everything and be so eclectic because I'm like trying to go deeper into certain paths. You know, like it's like as if I've done like a lot of surface things that have led me to a lot of depth, but if I can remove those things and I can go deeper into like specific traditions. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm removing things. And dialing in on certain things to yeah, just be deeper in traditions. Um, does it does it seem like you have to? Um, I guess just analyze like the things that are your favorite. So like being on your amethyst mat, like you feel like all right, this is my thing. I'm not changing this. Or do you feel like sometimes you need to swap it up? Like all right, let me go three months without using it, and then I'm gonna hop back in it so I can appreciate it more. Yeah, I, like I, I do that with herbs more than anything okay. else. Yeah, because there's just seasons that I'm in or 
specific planetary transits that are happening. Like right now, um, Saturn is in a certain place. So I'm going to, like, I've been working with uh, herbs for my joints, tendons, and ligaments more mm-hmm. in my body as Saturn goes over top of a bunch of stuff in my astrological chart because there's a tendency towards like restricting energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I choose to be more disciplined and just like work with her- herbs for my joints. Whereas, um, like, <clears throat> And like October, Mars will be in a certain place and it'll like have to do with um, relationships. And so then I already am starting to like formulate like herbs for me and me and Nadia to take, mm. you know, during that time or for me specifically, but invite her into that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that it's like more chill, more like relaxed intimacy connection that feels like healthy and good. Mm. So I'm always changing based off of the changes that I see. You know, every season is going to be different. Every planetary season is going to be different, and so yeah, it's always it's always in dynamic motion for me at this point in time. Yeah, I think um, a lot of people's careers and their their um, like the the habits that they do they could be exhausting, but um, I feel like everything that you're involved in is going to be more actually exhausting because it's more. Uh, mental and more emotional do you feel like it could be exhausting just keeping up with these kind of things like keeping up where uh planetary alignments are or keeping up with um nature and and how things are going do you feel like it's well no it's, it's just natural jackson like you know yeah. you look up articles on music i look up you know stuff about the astrology like is it just that, that simple or do you feel like it's taxing on the body and the mind yeah, so I think it's simple for me, mm-hmm. um, but that's because I always start with everything basic mm-hmm. and everything, yeah, simple. And so things that I do or I think or I see have a tendency towards seeming complex, but a lot of times we forget all complexity is is many basic things yeah, yeah. organized and added up. And so if one has the patience and understanding to take time to understand the basics, then the thing that seems complex is actually simple Mm. and so that's how i feel about it and yeah it's just simple and also everything that i'm doing i feel like it restores me and it harmonizes me for the most part so i'm always yeah and i'm dedicated to that because i am dedicated to psychologically and emotionally and physically holding space for other people so it's not even just for me so it makes it easier in that way as well you know i'm doing it for me and the person i'm going to talk to later today so it's simple and easy and and I also feel more vibrant than most people 95% of the time. So mm-hmm. it always just like gives me more uh, confirmation and confidence to keep going in that direction. Like I, I played football in college and, and I feel better in my body now and I feel stronger in my body even though I can't lift as much weight. Like my body actually is like stronger mm. in like an actual usage sense instead of being like bulky, heavy. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, everything I do is like leaning towards like more nourishment for myself for my partner, for my family. And so I just continue on doing that. Yeah. And, and like what you were saying uh, about the strength thing, that reminds me of like seeing um, like people who are power lifters, like lifting heavy weight. Mm-hmm. And then you'll see like the really small guys who just do body weight, like gymnasts. Yeah. They're able to control their body in ways that a guy who could deadlift 800 pounds, right. he can't do those same things that a guy who's a gymnast can do. It's because Number one, they just train their bodies differently, exactly. different muscles. But at the same time, I feel like 
um, you know, as you were saying, like emotionally just being in touch uh, and mentally being in touch with your body and being like, you're learning your body, right? You're, you're trying to understand like, okay, these, um, I guess senses affect the way that my body feels, the way it moves. So I know what to do, what not to do. Mm -hmm. But if you're just going in the gym, just lifting weights and not really thinking about that kind of stuff, like, yeah, you might, you're going to build muscle, but you might not be in tune with your body the way you should be exactly to, to build that, uh, physical or mental strength mm-hmm. that that connects with you. Yeah. Um, do you feel like that that's something that anybody could do, or yeah, that's absolutely? Do you think so? Especially if they reach out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So because I mean, even like all the things that I said might even sound kind of complicated or like a lot. And you know, for me, it's just like back to the sun and the moon. Mm-hmm. The moon is like cool and moist, and and it's relaxed and it's like flowing. And the sun is like bright and strong, and it's it's warming. It's it's it could be hot, and it could be kind of dry you out a little bit, you know. And so I'm just like, what's my sun moon balance? Period. Mm. And so like, am I like radiant and strong and big, or like versus like being able to like move into my body with that? Um, and yeah, I just keep that. Those are the main two. If anything seems complicated, I just go back to that yeah. sun moon, and I just go back to that. And I'm like. Mm. Um, I feel more dry and maybe I need to put more oils on or I need to relax more or, oh, I was lifting weights and now my joints feel a little creaky. Let me um, go stretch. You know, mm-hmm. this is very, it could be very, very, very simple in that way. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I do take people into like the simplicity, reach them all the way towards the complexity and then be like, stop, just yeah, come yeah. back and just like, is it hot? Is it cold? Is it wet? Or is it dry? Mm-hmm. And just take three months to figure out what that it means to you in your life or take a whole year so that you can look at the season so you can hear it in people's voices when they talk you know everybody knows a dry motherfucker like mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like yeah, everybody yeah. knows the emotional wet you know <laughs> spongy swampy blah blah, blah yeah. or just like caring loving nurturing watery and it's like well how can you see that in anything everything mm. you know and like how is that relating to your life how are you like if i don't have a lot of it inside of myself do i have it in my external environment and just like bringing things in that can give me the the harmony and balance, you know. So it could it could be really simple, but you would actually have to like decondition a lot of stuff and then yeah. learn other things first. But I think that's simple too if somebody has patience. They just got to have the patience. Yeah. Yeah. Something that I always think about that I feel like I can share with very few people because they don't understand, but I feel like I can share this with you. <laughs> I when I'm in a room with people. It's like my brain has this meter of how much energy is in the room. And I would say, let's just say it's zero to a hundred at mm-hmm. all times. And it's like, I can see people's energy like above their heads yeah. and it's like, all right, this all needs to like equal out. So it's, I feel like it's actually easier to do with the more people that are in the room. Hmm. So let me, let me give like a better example. Um, if I'm just like one-on-one with somebody, I have to like figure out the person and then like figure out, okay, are they, are they really happy and like projecting, you know, like you were saying with the sun projecting light, projecting, uh, energy, or are they like really calm? And then I have to level out my energy 
based off of their energy mm-hmm. the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if I'm just in a room full of people, everybody's different. So it's just constantly like, you know, changing, but you know, I can't, I can't figure out everybody's energy all yeah. at once. Yeah. So I feel like it's easier cause I'm just more relaxed. I can just be whatever I want to be. Yeah. Do you ever think like that or am I just crazy? <laughs> no, I mean, I honestly, I feel kind of the opposite. Like mm-hmm. when I'm one-on-one with somebody, it's just like, this is mm. like straight into like their like center okay. energetically. Uh, but when there's more people, yeah, I just kind of actually, it's not that I retract, mm-hmm. but I just come back to center and I don't even kind of even worry about it, mm. to be honest. Um, because I am a, 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 you know, I help guide people. And so usually I like to do that like in a one-on-one basis. Mm-hmm. It's easier because, yeah, even like all these ideas I can have and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, but now we're talking about this one person in 2022, lives in Memphis. You know, it's just like very, it makes it very easy yeah, for yeah. me to like channel in and like see what's going on there and make mm-hmm. things more clear. Whereas there's a lot of people, it's like, well, does anything actually even need to be clear here? Mm. You know, I don't need to necessarily guide this whole room. Yeah, yeah. So I need to like actually like probably reserve my energy so that I can continue to do what I'm doing because yeah, there's a lot of people with trauma on the planet and those a lot of those people come to me. And so I'm like, yeah, I take a lot of responsibility for that. Um, not even in like a weight on my shoulders responsibility, but more like my ability to respond and adapt to every situation and circumstance because I know I'm caring for so many people. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you about that. Like, do you ever feel like um, the weight of other people's emotions, do you ever feel like that's just on top of you? Because if you're a very emotionally intelligent person, if somebody isn't, they're not going to be even thinking about that kind of stuff. Like, you know, somebody who doesn't care about uh, the climate, you know, we could be, you know, we're, we're, we're seeing climate change, but if you're not aware of that, it doesn't affect you, mm-hmm. you know, like, well, mentally it doesn't, it exactly. obviously is affecting <laughs> Exactly. But is that how you feel? Like, because you're aware of these things, then they become, they affect you in your life. Yeah. I just think that I like to become accountable for them, you know, mm-hmm. and like not even accountable is my responsibility. I must change the climate change. Yeah. It's just like, no, like I know this person, this person, this person, I have these resources right now. I have this type of car right now. And so now I'm accounting for all these things that I'm doing so that I can help more, yeah, you yeah. know? And and so to me, like also to be unconscious means that like people can't have responsibility when they're unconscious. And so I want to be responsible for the people that I love and the yeah. planet in and of itself. So I have to become more aware. That's where I come from with it. It's not even, well, at this point, it's not even about like some spiritual thing. It's just literally about, yeah, being caring, you know, it could be that simple. Yeah, because people who are unconscious, I don't hold them accountable. Yeah, because that's like holding a baby accountable. That's like being mad at a baby for not walking properly. Yeah, yeah. it's like it doesn't even know any better. Yeah, you know, and so that's how I that's how I treat all humans because every human is a baby that's grown up and didn't learn certain shit. Yeah, and I think that's what's wrong with social media nowadays. Like we get mad at people for not thinking the way we think it's like hold on do you even know what they know like mm-hmm. are, are you aware that they didn't they don't have the same knowledge or the same wisdom that you have yeah so why yeah. <laughs> like, why are you attacking them like yeah. that yeah right exactly yeah and i so i and it, it does help me with like not judging things yeah, too yeah. you know so 
Yeah, it's it's a great point. Yeah, it's it's great to um, be around more diverse people because of that. Absolutely. Like if you're around so many people that you all think the same, you you're all going to be on that same accordance, and you don't have any level of change to be able to uh, diagnose each other with like. Oh, you know, you're feeling like this today. Well, you probably all think the same. Exactly. It's like they say, like females when they're around each other all the time, like their periods like sync up. Sync, yeah. If if you are the type of person who you know you all think the same, then you're all your your brains are all going to have the same thoughts. Exactly. There's no change. So that being around more diverse people, you get these different ideas. You start having different thoughts, and it creates a different atmosphere for exactly for people yeah yeah but you know a lot of people they like the echo chamber you know that mm-hmm. like represents safety for them yeah and so i acknowledge that as well and also with that comes like a lack of awareness of certain things so i'm always just like yeah that's where you're at that's fine you know as long as you don't bring that shit to me you know <laughs> yeah that's how i always kind of keep it yeah and also like i think sometimes i actually like try to be like as least judgmental as possible so that when i actually do I can like <laughs> come with full force on yeah, some yeah. level. Like, yeah. I'm like, let me save my energy for the times I actually need to like let let it let it like release. So <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like you have to like make people aware that you're that you don't want their type of energy around you? Like, I think that's so. I think it's very difficult for people like telling your one of your loved ones like. Hey, I don't like being around you because you're negative. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So do you feel like you have to or is it easy for you to let people know like hey, you know, this is what kind of state I'm in. Don't come around me with all that. So <laughs> like does it seem like some some difficulty doing that or not? Yeah, I mean, if, yeah, there was, you know, but at this point now I just kind of give options. Mm-hmm. Um not necessarily directly options to other people, but it's just like if you're going to be this way, I can stay here if I'm allowed to be this way. Mm. And so most of the time, that's not comfortable for the other person. Yeah, yeah. And everybody wants, not everybody, but most people want to feel this type of comfort all the time. And they want other people to hold up their ego or their identity. And I'm not really one to do that all the way. Most times, I'm working on easing into that more, especially, and this is mostly in like intimate connections, you know, like close mm. relationships. So they either have that option or they can or I can just go somewhere else while they're like that. And we can talk later. It's all good. It's just like if you're gonna be this way, I need to be this way to feel okay about it. And if not, then we can talk every three months, every mm-hmm. two months, or we can talk about these particular areas of subject matters that feels comfortable for both of us. Yeah. And in that way we can stay in connection, and everything would be good. Yeah, yeah. You do that other whack ass shit with somebody else. Yeah, yeah. I don't wanna I don't wanna fuck with that bullshit. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like that's kind of how I go about it, which a lot of people have walked away because of that, you know? Um, But most of the time, they at least come back around or they, like, share their level of appreciation for, like, the authenticity, you know? And that's something that I'm really strong on. It's just, like, I'm going to choose authenticity over attachment Mm. because I know I'm not a baby. I might be scared of shit about it, too. Like, I might be like, oh, my God, if I do this, this might happen, blah, blah, blah. Bet. I'm going to do it. Just attack Yeah, so I can be authentic Mm. or at least... More and more authentic about how I'm living my life, and I also want the other person to be authentic and know that they can do it too. So yeah. again, I'm doing it for myself, and I'm always doing it for other people. 
You know, because if I don't do it, then I can't help my sister with it. Mm. I can't help my brother with it. I can't help my mom and my dad with it. So I have to do it. Yeah. The, something that I'm huge on is making people feel comfortable because I know that if you if you feel comfortable, you're going to be more authentic. And like when you're, you know, you have to retract into yourself and you, you're scared or you're not, you're not sure what's going on, then uh, you start changing a little bit of who you are you know mm-hmm. you don't have full thoughts mm-hmm. so th- that's that's one of my huge things and yeah. and i i tell people all the time i think I, I told you and nadia when y'all came in like i'm i'm horrible with introducing myself like <laughs> i i just always feel like i have an objective with that person like um you know when nadia came in we were talking about the video stuff i mean i probably didn't even introduce myself to you but it's it's just me like i'm like all right i have this thing i want to do and I'm just ready to do it. Whoever's around can be around. They can watch. I don't care. But like, you know, I've yeah, got an objective. It's all good. But I'm doing my thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I just, I don't know. I just always, like with being comfortable, it's all about like just making people realize it's normal. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't want people, when they come here, I don't want them to feel like it's some, like they have to be a certain way. Yeah. You know, they have to act a certain way. Yeah. That's why that might be why I don't do like full introductions because I don't want to feel like I'm putting on a show. It's like, oh, just just same old me. Like you yeah. already know me. We yeah. already been hanging out, stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. And and honestly, too, like I kind of actually I resonate with that a lot because when someone's acting a certain way, I feel like it. I'm gonna act a certain way, mm-hmm. and so then like I'm like, it's okay for you to act that way, yeah. even if I don't like it. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and but it like doesn't always create comfort. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, you're welcome to be comfortable in anything, any expression that you have of yourself. Yeah. As long as you know I'm gonna come with the same thing. Yeah. And so that can feel good for me, especially, but like people who are ready to confront stuff like that, it actually like creates tension that like builds muscle in mm. a sense, you know? And so it actually creates more intimacy and connection and comfort. Later on, especially like I'm saying, like in more intimate mm-hmm. relationships. Yeah, I think yeah. it's the funnest thing when you're when you're talking with somebody and you think they're a certain way, and then you find out they're not, mm-hmm. and then that tension just kind of relaxes. You're like, oh, oh, okay, this yeah, is what we're good. doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is the kind of stuff we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even like there's like restaurants like uh, Logan's and maybe Texas Roadhouse is like this as well, where you can like eat peanuts and just like throw it on the floor. Yeah. You know, that's mm-hmm. traditionally, you're not going to just throw stuff on the floor yeah, at a restaurant. Yeah. But like, I think that was their, their tactic of let's make people feel like mm-hmm. uh, something comfortable, something out of the normal exactly. that they can feel like they're at home, which I hope you're not throwing <laughs> stuff on. <laughs> but well, I mean, at a roadhouse, you might be. Yeah. <laughs> Come on yeah. in, y'all. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it's that that homey feeling of you know I feel comfortable because I don't have to feel stuck up or feel like um, you know hurt hurting somebody's feelings by the stuff that I do. Exactly. Those types of things will completely change somebody's mood, their mindset. Uh, that's why, like downstairs, we want to like have like a little break area where people can you know get a snack or have coffee, water, Dumb. stuff like that. Because like. When you're making music, you have to get in like a certain state, a certain mindset, and you want to be relaxed. Like a lot of people come in here for the first time, and if they don't feel relaxed, they probably aren't going to put be out off. the best product. Yeah, they're, they're, everything's going to be off their exactly. their whole emotional state. So being 
to me, being comfortable is always like number one. It's um, Deion Sanders. He said, you look good, you, f- you, you feel good, you play good. It's because, you know, the way you look, you know, that's, that's going to change your mood. And then your mood is going to affect the way that you, that you play. So that's, that's something to live by for everybody, no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to run to the bathroom real quick. Okay, yeah, go ahead. We're going to take a little break. All right, we're back. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we've, we've covered a lot. Um, do you, is there something that you feel like uh, about astrology specifically that uh, you would love for people to understand and know? Yeah, yeah. One thing, um, specifically earlier when we were talking, I heard the train go by. Yeah. And so, I, had, <laughs> and so I, I, I had wrote down before, I came, before we, I came here, it was like between like 9 a.m. and 9.30, the train could like disrupt mm-hmm. um, because I saw like a specific like astrological placement happening and it, and it was like 8.57 oh, wow. when, it, <laughs> when it came. So that, that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've been, I do that sometimes too. Like if I'm in a store or something like that and like somebody drops something or if we're in a restaurant and like somebody, the table like, or, you know, somebody drops like a glass or something, I always look and I'm like, damn, like I can't like... I can't even make this shit up, you know? It's just like, yeah, so I just wanted to say that. And then also something I was thinking about earlier with the like doctrine of signatures too with the zodiac signs, um just going through a few of them like thinking about how astrology uh corresponds to everything in the reality and how Aries could be seen as like the sperm and like Taurus would be like the ovum and when they come together um at Gemini it makes like a diploid zygote. Hmm. And then those two things start to fuse together to make the baby at cancer. And so just like, yeah, just realize, just inviting people to realize how applicable it is in like so many different situations. Like, so it could be like that. It could be self-help. It could be, um, I even work with people on like learning how to be their best self on the present moment just through like teaching them through the zodiac signs and also how it can like help with health and stuff like that. Uh, so Yeah. That's what I wanted. I just wanted to say that real quick before we left. Um, and there's so many other things that we could talk about. Um, but I do want to say, like, okay, so the types of astrology that I practice, just so people know, is like natal astrology, which is just like helping somebody with their like psychology or like their life. Um, you could call. It, and then there's predictive astrology, where it's like helping people get business plans or like plan their years out and stuff like that. And then there's something called uh, electional astrology, just help picking times to do things. Okay. And then there's medical astrology to work with like people's health overall. And also, I'm an herbalist, so just yeah, just giving people an invitation to like reach out. You said you you do all those. Yeah, uh, okay. I practice all those, and I'm still learning more. Like in a few years here, I'll be learning like what's called locational astrology or astrocartography. Mm. So like helping people being able to like where they should move on the on the planet mm. through astrology and stuff like that. So. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty expansive. And I also just want people to know that because yeah, people have such a limited framework of what they think astrology is, and it could be so much more than yeah. that. Yeah. I, I think that for sure. Like yeah. we see too much of people who think they know everything and they try to teach it, and then it's like you're giving astrology probably like a bad rap or whatever, yeah, because sure. you're you're giving people a very condensed look at it, and it might be just your look at it mm-hmm. and you're you're projecting your opinion as a as a truth exactly. and really it's just it's just your outlook exactly. on on how things are um what are some of the ways that people can um 
I guess, dive, dive into astrology. Uh, other than looking at, please, everybody, go to Cameron. But yeah. <laughs> other than that, um, totally. what are some other ways that people Yeah, can? so there's somebody named Stormy Grace, and she made, like, we, like, crowdfunded, basically, and got, like, enough, we raised enough money to, like, do, like, a YouTube Academy. So you can go to Stormy Grace's YouTube Academy that has, like, a bunch of amazing astrologers. There's mm. so many different topics there. There's also something called... EA Zoom meetings as a specific type of astrology, evolutionary astrology. So many videos on that. Evolutionary astrology, I love it so much. Yeah, the EA Zoom meetings is great. Um, so those are the two ones that I would say. There's also something called the Astrology Podcast that has amazing content as well. Mm. So those three are all places that I, yeah, I give them clout, you okay. know? And so that's where I would start with. I also have a course out um, with the company Astrology Hub. And I got some stuff coming out this year with this company, Kepler College, as well. And also, people can get um, lessons. You know, I do mm. do individualized lessons, so it would be like geared towards what they're what they want to learn specifically. So yeah, that's what I would say. Um, so with astrology, is it good for somebody to know like all all things, or is it is it like a you should focus on this thing? I, you yeah. as a teacher, you, yeah. you're learning everything, but like. If I'm like a cancer, which I am, but um, it, should you just be focusing on that stuff or should you learn everything? I think it all depends on the person and okay. what their passion is or their desire for astrology is. You know, it's like we were like, we always need context for the content. If somebody's like, I just want to know this and like be better at relationships, and it's like, well, you don't need to know astrological weather or astrological magic well maybe you might want to know astrological magic <laughs> but um but you don't necessarily need those things you yeah. know so it'll just be like learning the natal astrology and like what's called synastry how two people's charts combine like not how they combine but how they are in relationship with each other mm -hmm. and then um also what's called composite charts where you basically fuse both of the charts together and it becomes one entity and so yeah it would just depend on the context for what somebody's desiring moving forward. Okay. Also, one last thing. What are you drinking? <laughs> what I'm drinking, this is called Spring Dragon Tea. And then I got some drops from this person I was learning pulse from out in India called Superhuman Liquid. Mm. And so, yeah, I've just been drinking that. And I had a bunch of other stuff this morning too, but I wasn't going to bring it. It was like wine and some oil of gold and some other mm. stuff. Like that. Yeah. Are these uh, everyday things or certain occasions? The oil of gold has become more and more everyday thing because, yeah, like I, like I was saying too, like how I change things up, you mm -hmm. know, like this year I'm in a year that highlights the sun, you know, it's like ruled by the sun. So everything about the sun this year is going to be more highlighted for me. So the oil of gold, like gold represents the sun. And so um, Nadia got me the oil of gold. So I've been taking that pretty consistently. Mm. Um, but other than that, the things that I do every day would be like... The basic stuff, like I do, like oil pulling, um, tongue scraping, stuff like that. Yeah, that's that's the the basics that I do. Hot water, mm. hot water every day, <laughs> all the time. Like it just helps you metabolize things so well. Mm. Like, and you know, people say lemon, ginger, yeah, that too, cool, yeah, awesome. Yeah. But like hot water, especially during the winter time, hmm. so good. Yeah, yeah, so good. Um, I'll have to hook you up with my wife. She loves all teas and stuff like yeah. that. She's constantly drinking different kinds of teas and coffee. She loves yeah. coffee. So, um, yeah, I'll have yeah. to get her in tune with everything you're doing. But, yeah. all right, let's wrap this up. Uh, give everybody, like, your info, how they can reach you, and um, and 
learn more about everything that you do? Yeah, so everybody can reach me on Instagram at cadream6. On Twitter, I'm at cadream7. And my website is www.cadreamplanet.com, www.cadreamplanet.com. And also you can find me on YouTube. Just type in Cameron Allen Astrology. I write monthly articles for Yoga Journal as well. I forgot to say that. I've been writing a lot. Um, so yeah, those are all the ways you can find me. And if you just go and Google and type in Cameron Allen Astrology or Yoga, then I should pop up pretty quick there. And you could just like browse and peruse and... Yeah, also, when I'm in town, in the city, on Wednesdays from 2 to 7, I work at a store called Ebo. So Ebo Spiritual Supply Store at 1331 Madison Avenue, where I'm just a like, practicing herbalist there. Um, but I'm going to be out of town probably until like mid-April, end of April for now. But people watching this in the future, just go to my Instagram, hit me up, and we can connect from there. Especially if you're in Memphis. If you're in Memphis, it's easier to get in contact with me and do a bunch of other things because... We even talk about the energy work that I do and yoga practices that I give people, but I do that stuff too. So yeah. Awesome. Thank yeah. you so much for coming on. Cool. Learn a ton. And I think everybody else who is not up to date on this kind of stuff will, will definitely appreciate everything you're talking about. And mm. yeah. And hopefully they can see you at Ebo and, yeah. and get to know you some more. Cool. Appreciate you. No problem. Yeah, it's been dope. No All right. Thanks for everybody tuning in and we'll see you next time.